Capitals fall to the Rangers. What went wrong? Let's talk about it next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition... Of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your caps as they fall to the New York Rangers. What went wrong? Then later in the show, we will talk about how the frustration is starting to boil over. You saw the fights that were out there with Wilson and and Ovechkin cross-checking, and you're really kind of starting to see everything come into focus as this team, I think, is trying to do its best, but it's not enough, and they're frustrated. Then later in the show, we will talk about the backup goalie in this game, probably wasn't who you would expect, but just to get it going here, the Capitals do in fact fall. And it was one of the games, you know, that we've talked about that they should win, but they ultimately didn't didn't win. And uh, today was no exception. They should have found a way to beat the Rangers, uh, and they fall by a score of 5-2. to two. And uh, tell me if you've heard me talk about that in this show before, is that the Capitals got off to a slow start and the opponent made him pay for it. This game was no exception, as the Capitals were just a little slow and just not engaged, and you take a look at a really good New York Rangers team, and it was ultimately too much for the Capitals to take, and it was too much for Darcy Kemper. And I know everyone's going to say Darcy Kemper wasn't playing well, and if you if that's your assessment, then you really weren't watching the game in total. You didn't really widen the lens. You didn't rub the Vaseline off the lens because I think that the defense folding in front of Darcy Kemper, uh, it was just too much for him. And there was a lot of high danger uh, shots that Darcy Kemper had to face. And ultimately, there wasn't anyone cl- you know clearing the puck away from him. There was no one clearing any lanes. He didn't have any clear uh, vision lines where he could see where the puck was coming from on some of those. Now, are there some of those goals that Darcy Kemper would have liked to have back? Of course, but at the end of the day, Darcy Kemper was under duress, and uh, that's what it was all about. And also, it was just about, of course, not enough run support, to use a baseball term. They weren't getting enough high-quality shots on New York, and ultimately, it, it just it wasn't enough. And, you know, this was one of the things that we talked about, and every time I play a game, I'm like, well, they're going to figure it out this game. I know they've struggled in that game, but they're going to figure it out in this game. They haven't figured it out. So it's just, it's a frustrating thing to watch out there. Um, And, you know, taking a look at the Caps, people are asking me, are the Caps officially out of it? The Capitals can only hit 87 points now and are closer to being mathematically eliminated as hope is dimming quickly, writes Washington Hockey Now, or excuse me, the Hockey News. So 
it is a frustrating thing out there uh, to watch. Um, as you know, I think that a lot of people are looking at this and they're they're recalling 2018 when they were kind of up against a wall in the playoffs and they found a way to rally and win. And I think that a lot of the Capitals fans think that that is going to happen in the regular season here. I know that they're down and out, but they're going to find a way to muster and find a way to, to get into the playoffs. I really don't think that's the case. Um, as it stands now, uh, last I checked, it was the Isles. And the Panthers were in the two wild card spots, and the Capitals just keep going down and down and down and down. Um, so I just, uh, you know, I think that, you know, Caps fans would be best served to just kind of come to terms that it's not going to be the year this year. And uh, it was just a tough thing to watch out there. Washington managing just six shots in the opening frame and failing to generate a lot of high quality chances. So only getting six shots in the opening frame is not going to cut it. Um, you're going to have to generate a lot more shots on net if you're going to have any chance of beating Igor Shesterkin. He is one of the better ones out there, and uh, the Capitals didn't have an answer for it. Uh, he was a brick wall in front of them and not enough chances. Um, and that's one of the things that you hear talk spoke of all the time in the NHL is getting high quality chances and just getting enough chances as at well. Um, so just taking a look at it, six shots in the opening frame in the first period, that's not going to do it. I mean, unless all six of them find the back of the net and that wasn't the case, the Rangers controlled the tempo and were up by two to nothing at the end of the first. And that's what I spoke about off the top of the show today is that it just seems like for whatever reason, it takes a while for the Capitals to get uh, acclimated to their surroundings. And it takes a while for them to, to wake up because it seems like the last, I don't know, dozen games, it seems like I've started the show talking about how the Capitals had to come back from a deficit or the other team was just pouring on the pressure early. When are the Capitals going to pour on the pressure early? It seems like it would be you know a good recipe for success, but it wasn't the case. Uh, then in the third, a fluky goal by Capo Caco made it three to nothing hockey and then uh, a hockey game for the Rangers and that's when the frustration really started to boil over because I think that you know to a certain extent some of these guys out there are doing their level best but then it's still not enough that Rangers team is that good uh, that the uh, Caps are having a hard time overcoming and being better than that and uh, one of the things I heard in a post-game presser from Jensen in the last game was he said that the guys are not showing enough compete that you know you should be skating as hard as you possibly can from one end of the ice to the other to try to to compete and, and have a high compete level out there he didn't it wasn't his assessment Jensen that the Capitals were all in you know doing that they weren't all engaged in just um in chasing down the puck and, and going back and, and being good on defense it almost seems to some of them that they know the end is near and I think to a certain extent that you know the players and their significant others are already making plans for the postseason and uh that's where their heads are at you know their heads are not engaged in winning hockey games and it's tough for some of the guys out there like Wilson and Ovechkin, you know, when they're dropping the gloves and, and you, you can tell that they're frustrated out there. Those guys, I think, want to win. I think, you know, some players are super engaged in, in the welfare of this team. And some of them, again, they already have their eyes and their plans made for what's happening after the season concludes. So a tough thing out there for the Caps as they just get worked out in every form and fashion. The chances were there in D.C., but Igor Shesterkin was a force to be reckoned with and the team failed to connect on a pass or plays in front, um, and that's what it was all about. Just the frustration out there, and I was, as a fan, frustrated to watch the game 
because, you know, I, I again, I go into all these games with the highest hopes that they're going to win a game. They're going to, they're really going to take it to the Rangers and they're going to find a way to turn it around, that they're just going to come out of this fog and they're just going to go on a tear. They're going to go on a heater and win the rest of the season. And we're going to be talking about them playing in the playoffs. And then a game, again, like tonight happens, a formidable opponent, they fall flat on their face. Um, so it is tough. And like I you know, was talking about off the top, their chances of making it into the playoffs are getting smaller and smaller and smaller for me. And if everyone listening to this or watching it was wise, they would start making plans on the future. What is this team going to look like the next year? What should they be doing at the draft? What should they be doing um, You know, in, in, in that kind of thing? And what players in Hershey are ready to get called up? Uh, because this season and this game in particular is just becoming more and more evident um, about you know where things are going wrong for this team. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about Tom Wilson out there and Alex Ovechkin and the frustration on this team and what position should this Caps team take in the postseason, the offseason that is. We'll talk about that after the break. For a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts, to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So to close out, uh, you know, the game, you saw frustration out there kind of boiling over from some of the guys out there. Ovechkin took a late penalty for a cross check after a run in with Barclay Goudreau, who caught Ovechkin up high. Tom Wilson then stood up for his teammate, dropping the gloves with Goudreau while Martin Faravari and Nico Mikola also fought. And that was one of the things just watching the game and, and talking about that. It's the frustration factor. Um, and that was one of the things I talk about, uh, spoke about in the first segment is I ultimately don't think that in a lot of cases, it's the capitals aren't trying to win. I, I think that some guys are engaged. Some aren't. You take a look at Ovechkin and Wilson who are willing to, to mix it up and to throw down and just to kind of show that the Capitals at least have something, you know, they're invested in this game in some form. And if it's a fight, if it's a scrap, then that's what it was. But the Caps just didn't have enough as far as the offense is concerned. They weren't engaged enough in the defense to help protect uh, Darcy Kemper and try to keep the Caps in the game. So now what do the Capitals do going forward? It's my assessment, and I spoke about in the show before, is that the Caps have to have their eyes on the future and that kind of just give up the dream right now of, of trying to make it to the postseason. I know that that kind of is kind of flies in the face of what I said before. I think they should do their level best. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't think they should try to lose the rest of the games, but I think that their focus, and I guess I'm speaking more to the administration. I'm talking about more Brian McClellan. I'm talking about Ted Leonsis. I'm talking about, you know, the ownership and the GM for them. I, I, I think that they should have their eyes more set on what's happening next season and addressing the issues out there. Because I just got done doing an interview uh, with, uh, or I was on his show, Locked on NHL, where I was talking with Gil Martin. The scary thing for me as a Capitals fan is at the end of this season, 
we can put a wrap on it. We can, you know, stop talking about Capitals hockey. I mean, I'm not going to do that. But if you're a fan, you can, you know, move on to your next passion, you know, the Nationals or fishing and hunting or whatever it is that you do for fun. But then the fall comes, and the big question is, is what is being taken care of between the conclusion of this season and the beginning of next season, preseason? Because, I mean, if you take a look at the free agents out there, there's not a lot of free agents left on this team, um, or they are players of not of great impact. You look at Connor Sherry uh, out there. You look at Carl Hagelin. You take a look at Connor Brown. I'm kind of resigned to the fact that those guys are not going to come back next season. So what is going to change between this season, the off season, and the start of next season. And as a Caps fan, how can you expect this team to do better next season when it is going to ostensibly be the same exact team next year? Uh, there's going to need to be some big changes made. There's going to need to be some big trades out there, and some of them are probably going to hit a little close to home. Some of these guys that you know to love, and I don't think to a certain extent that anything should be off the table. I'm not saying you're going to trade Ovechkin or Tom Wilson, but you know what I'm saying? Um, if it means, um, you know, possibly like an Oshi moving to upgrade, if it means, um, you know, one of the prominent guys on the blue line, something big needs to happen because this team isn't a little bit out of it. They're way out of it. Um, I know they're not in the last place in the Metro, but for right now, especially like this last couple of weeks here, they're just not competing and I know I'm going to hear all kinds of things, TJ Oshie. I just, that was kind of just a name that popped out there. I'm just saying that, you know, it's, it's going to need to be a big name player to fetch a big return, or it's going to be a Connor McMichael. It's going to be, uh, you know, one of the players that we revere, Henrik Slapierre, one of the guys down in Hershey that's going to have to move. Let's face it, if you're going to get a big name forward, a scoring forward on this team, you're going to have to give up someone big. So who comes to mind? Who's expendable? Evgeny Kuznetsov comes to mind. He wants out of DC. I say, let him go. We don't want to keep a guy here because he's under contract. Anthony Mantha, the Anthony Mantha problem, right? That's the big thing. And, you know, the dagger for me with Anthony Mantha on this team, you know, if you had any hope of Anthony Mantha and the possibility of him, you know, contributing to this team, his lackadaisical uh, approach as he had the puck and Al Afghani Melkin stripped it away and he scored the goal kind of just like do 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 down the ice. Melkin didn't really have to fight or anything. He just stripped it clear away from him and scored a goal. Um, so for a guy that was in and out and in and out of the lineup to just be so half cocked about, you know, uh, controlling the puck, um, you know, I, I want that guy out of here. And I understand he's not going to be an easy guy to remove from the equation. He's a healthy scratch. There's not a lot of guys that are going to want to sign up for a healthy scratch. He's a big guy, but he's not a fighter. So there's not a lot of guys looking for that four leaf clover on their team. So what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to bundle him in a deal uh, maybe with Kuznetsov, I, I don't know, and just get some really big score on this team. Because as much as we love the players that are on this team, most of the players on this team, they are not getting it done, period. And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. If you think this Capitals team next year is going to be better with the same players, you're insane. I'm just going to say it. Um, I know that we think that there's just going to be this real, you know, strong uh, computer reset. We're just going to hit control, alt, delete, and just restart the thing, and it's going to reboot, and it's going to be successful. That's crazy talk. I know that we were missing Wilson. I know that we were missing Backstrom. And I know that if we had both of those players on this team, that they would be at at least marginally better. I would say a couple standings higher, but still it's not enough because we have Wilson and we have Backstrom out there and this team hasn't shown market improvement.
improvement. They haven't shown great improvement. If anything, when Wilson and Backstrom came back, this team started to do worse. <sighs> Blows my mind. The month of December was their best month. And then in January, they came back and this team played poor. Why is it? Uh, you know, you could spitball and pontificate about that all day. You know, some of the thoughts out there is that this team was super engaged. And then when Wilson and Backstrom came back, everyone kind of just sat back and like, okay, you guys will take care of it. We did enough. It's a possibility. Um, but for whatever reason, it's just not getting it done out there right now. Things need to change. They really need to take that snow globe and shake it up and, and give this, this, this team a new look. Because this team, this is going to be the first time since 20. 14 that this team has missed the playoffs. That was Adam Oates pushing the buttons and pulling the strings. And we know what happened with him. He was shown the exit doors. That was what's going to happen with Peter Laviolette. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the right idea, but I'm not against it. I'm all, I'm in the winning business for this team. I love this team and I want them to win and I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for them to win. So if it means moving on from Peter Laviolette, even though he is the winningest U.S. born coach, then I'm all about it. So who are some of the player, the coaches that I hear out there? Helpern. I hear Spencer Carberry. Both intriguing names. There's a bunch. There's a laundry list of other coaching options out there. But what I'm saying here is you saw what happened when they missed the playoffs last time. Heads started to roll. I think that is going to happen now. And I don't want to disparage Peter Laviolette. I ultimately wish nothing but the best for him if he moves on from Washington or he's let go or his contract is not renewed, shall we say. But I don't think it should end there. I think that, you know, you got Blaine Forsyth on this team who has been here a long time. I, I'm all about a clean slate altogether. If Peter Laviolette goes, I want to take the rest of them and throw them in the recycle bin and start all over again. Let's, If we're going to start anew, let's do it. Let's really get invested in starting all over again. New coaches, new systems, um, because that's the belief out there. There's a lot of NHL insiders that are saying, you know, it's Kuznetsov's not this, not this poor of a player. He is just suffering from poor coaching. And some people are even saying the same thing about Anthony Mantha. They're saying, you know, don't move on from these players. Move on from a coach. And maybe there's a guy that can get a little bit more juice out of that orange if he squeezes it hard enough. Is it possible? Anything's possible. I don't want to say it's, you know, too much hyperbole out there. Look at what Barry Trotz did. He came here and got a cup here. And how did he do that? He got new coaches coming here. Mitch Korn, the goalie whisperer. You had him and Braden Holpe and Philip Grubauer here, and that was magic in a bottle. We need some more of that magic in a bottle next season. I don't want this team to wander out into the wilderness for years and years and years. Uh, kind of like what the Nationals are like. I mean, they picked up a good win here today. Um, but ultimately, that's what I don't want to have happen. I think that, the you know, just to talk about baseball here for a moment, I think the Nationals are years away from competing. I don't want the Capitals to be years away from, from competing. You know, everything that we hear spoke of is we don't want to squander these years with Alex Ovechkin. And one of the things that Frank Saravalli says, it seems like the Capitals aren't living up to their end of the bargain. You know, everyone's saying that we can't make these big changes while uh, Ovechkin's here. He wants to be on a competitive team. Is the team that you're seeing out on the ice right now competitive? And I know I've spoke to a lot of you know NHL insiders, and I respect their opinion. And their answer to me is always, "Well, they always make it to the playoffs. They've just they're probably going to miss it this year." In touche, I hear that. You know, historically, they have a pedigree of of making it to the playoffs. I want that to continue, and I don't want to be so fragile that they, they miss it one year and it rocks my world. But um, I I just think that you know this team, their fan base, they expect nothing but the best. 
And I think that, you know, Caps fans, we have to be willing to to open our minds to changes, whatever they are. If it's one of your favorite players, if it's for the greater good, great. If it's, you know, moving on from the head coach, great. If it means even, you know, moving on from a prospect down in Hershey, even though I've preached against it, I'm fine with it. If it means this team is competitive again, because this team is tough to watch. I'm going to be honest with you. I cover this team and watching the games, it's tough to watch because I remember the many years that they played so well and just were so engaged it's been a real fall from grace for me and that's what I want is just this team to find its way again all right so after the break here we are going to talk about the backup goalie in the game against the Rangers it probably wasn't who you thought it definitely was not who I thought who am I talking about let's talk about him next Today's episode is brought to you by a product I use literally every day, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like me, you want to be healthy and you want to eat well, but it's easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-based superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. And it can be hard and expensive to keep track of multiple different supplements and vitamins. Not to mention how hard it is on your stomach. AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network again. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So there was a backup goalie for the Capitals. Darcy Kemper got the start, as we know, but an unexpected Guy, an unexpected goalie that I did not expect to be on the bench backing up Darcy Kemper in the event that he got injured. The Capitals have signed goaltender Mitchell Gibson to an amateur tryout agreement, and he will serve as the backup today versus the New York Rangers with Charlie Lindgren out with an illness. Color me surprised. I would have thought Fukale. I would have thought Hunter Shepard, something like that. I'm sure that Hershey's playing, and it has something to do with that. But what? Talk about jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire uh, for um, Mitchell here. So it was an interesting move. Uh, for him as he gets his opportunity uh, to shine in, in, in the big time. It is an interesting move. Like I said, uh, generally speaking in those cases, they go for kind of a more uh, proven commodity. You know, someone like a Zach Fukale or a Hunter Shepard like that. But I do think that the arrow is pointing up for him. And uh, um, and I think that this was a really good opportunity, even though he didn't have a chance to play out there. Mitchell Gibson uh, is going to be one of the goalies in the future to keep your eye on. Um, on March 16th, ECAC Hockey announced its year ends and awards Mitchell Gibson. 
Um, and Alexic, uh, Alex Lafier, second team all ECAC hockey honorees. In addition, Gibson was one of nine semifinalists for Mike uh, the, for the Mike Richter Award as the nation's top goaltender and one of two on the list from the ECAC. And just a little backstory on him, if you're wondering about Mitchell Gibson and who he is and, and why was he ultimately thrust in as the backup goalie. He would have been in there, say Darcy Kemper got injured. It's not too crazy to think about. He gets injured, you know, on a semi-frequent basis out there. In the 2017-18 season, Gibson was recognized as the NAHL's goaltender and rookie of the year and took home the title as the South Division MVP. He tied an NAHL record for posting 11 shutouts in one regular season and finished with an overall record, including playoffs of 31-10-9 for the NAHL's Lone Star Brams. Gibson finished the regular season leading the NAHL in goals against one uh, goals against average 1.59 and save percentage of 93.5%, which were both the lowest numbers in the league since the 14-15 season. Do we have one of the goals? of the future on this team. Yes, I do think that's the case. And it's interesting because Zach Fukali and Hunter Shepard are both up for new uh, deals at the end of the year. Uh, you know, obviously they're probably not going to come back. So that opens the possibilities uh, for Clay Stevenson and those other guys that are down there uh, to vie for those positions as well. So an interesting thing for a guy that, uh, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of experience uh, to get put in that position, but it kind of shows you the faith that they have in Gibson. Gibson would play for the Central Illinois Flying Aces in the USHL in the 1819 season. He was un- unable to replicate his success from the previous season, ending the year with a 3.50 goals against and a .890 save percentage that team as a whole was not very strong and in a bit of disarray as they would fold at the end of the season. Gibson finished the 1920 regular season, his rookie uh, campaign in the NCAA with a record of 9-8-3 and a uh, 2.66 goals against average and a .917 save percentage. He ended the regular season ranked 42nd in the NCAA in goals against and ranked 26th in the NCAA in save percentage. So uh, he does have quite glowing numbers. Again, I think that he is the future um, at some point uh, down in Hershey uh, or the Stingray, something like that. As we know, we have Darcy Kemper uh, up for what, five years and Charlie Lingren for three years. So I don't think there's going to be a vacancy anytime soon. But I think that this is just kind of showing that the Capitals have their eyes on the future. The one thing you know for sure is the Capitals always have the goaltending department locked down. And this is evident here. Right now, you got uh, Hunter Shepard and Zach Fukale, two goalies that are killing it down in Hershey as the Capitals, or the Hershey Bears, rather, are moving on to the Calder Cup playoffs. So, I mean, and that just kind of continues in the tradition of keeping things going as they have Mitchell Gibson, a really uh, outstanding option, I'm going to say at this point, uh, for the Capitals, the Hershey Bears, and or the Stingrays. So just some positivity for the Capitals. I just thought I'd give you a little backstory about a guy that kind of went from kind of unknown for the most part outside the NHL and being thrust into being the backup goalie for Darcy Kemper. Had to be quite a, a, an event for him. You know, I bet there's some nerves there sitting on the bench. You know, I think probably kind of, you know, thinking to himself, you know, I'm probably not going to get called in. But if I if I am getting called in, 
this is probably a life dream coming to fruition. So I'm ultimately happy for Mitchell that he got this opportunity. I look forward to seeing what he has in the tank uh, when he's playing in Hershey or down in Carolina, South Carolina, the Stingrays. Um, because the, like I say, the one thing that I know as following this team for a long time is they've always had a long list of, of great goalies in the organization. If it's in the Caps, if it's in the Bears, it's the, the Stingrays. They're always set and ready to go. And it seems like they're continuing in this direction again. And I look forward to seeing what he uh, ultimately has in the tank because, you know, at some point, um, you know, Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren will move on. Who will be the goaltenders of the future? Some of the answers are becoming a little bit more clear. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen. Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When you're done here, when you're using your podcatcher of choice, if it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. And then when you're done there, hop on over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button so we can watch those subscribers get a good you know, amount go up and up and up. And I have you guys to thank. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.